0: You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pop where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission delivering opinions of my significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. Because scouting is the business. You're welcome because it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away, no. All that's left to say now is welcome to the show. Because you know Jacob
1: and Ball were ready, so let's go. Well, I got the guy to gotta get it, put
2: it in you. Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue.
1: What's going on, guys? This is the TSR podcast brought to you by the Scouting Report, where you can go to find your edge. We have another special episode today. We got a couple of special guests, a couple of guys who will be participating in the National Scouting Combine run by Jimmy Kibble. But first up, I'm sitting here with my guy, Gary Ramey. Now, am I pronouncing that last name right? Yes sir, yes sir. Yes okay. sir. Okay, I was worried about that. I didn't know if I was going to pronounce it <laughs> right so I'm glad I got it right the first time. And you are an outside linebacker from Bridgewater College, correct? Yes sir. Yes sir. And now where is Bridgewater located?
0: Um Bridgewater College is um right out of the Shenandoah Valley in um Virginia. Uh, it's about 50 minutes away from JMU. Um, you know, SES Powerhouse, JMU. It's outside Harrisonburg, so about 15 minutes away from
1: um Harrisonburg, Virginia. You're pretty close to me then actually man. I'm I'm in Danville, Virginia.
0: Danville yeah, that's funny cuz uh, my fellow linebacker here uh Shaw Myers went to uh Dan Dan River High School and uh really? down there. Yeah, so he's Yeah, we've work we've been training together getting ready for this combine uh this weekend next week.
1: Yeah, it's that's a small world, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> So, well, man, you sent me some of the accolades that you have, your career accolades, and you have an unbelievable list of them. That's the first thing i have to say to you. You're a two-time, that. two-time team captain, three-time all-conference selection. You were second team in 2017 and 2018, yeah. first team in 2019, and you were first team uh, – I guess you call it Bassett? I guess that's yeah, the best way yeah, to Yeah,
0: Virginia, the, the Virginia Sports uh, uh, Information Directory. Yeah, yeah they so do uh, their – yeah.
1: You're a first-team Vassar All-State selection. Yes, sir. That's yes, sir. awesome, man. That that's a lot of accolades, man. You got to be proud of yourself, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest accomplishment. I mean, those individual ones are always great, but just you know, bringing championship football back to Bridgewater this year was definitely just the biggest accomplishment I could really imagine. Because just doing this stuff with the, the the environment here and all of our fan base it was just a great feeling.
1: Now, what what made you want to go to Bridgewater?
0: Um, so. Funny story, my, my cousin uh went to Bridgewater in early two thousands, back when Bridgewater was a powerhouse and you know, through three football nationwide. And, um they had a stag bowl, which is the D three national championship appearance in uh, I think two thousand and two. So um they were back they were just back to back making the playoffs, and sweeping the conference and all that. That's when my cousin was here. He played offensive guard and you know, I was coming out, my process was a little bit bumpy. I ended up having some injuries in high school, which kind of maybe held me back. A little, and um, you know, my cousin you know, reached out to me and said, you know, make sure you try to you know make sure you get up to Bridgewater and take, uh, have a visit with Coach Clark, sit down there because he's still there and he's been here for you know about 25 years now, and you know just came on campus with my family and you know my mom loved the place, which is always the most important thing. Uh They play great football here, and uh they have my major which is health and science. Cause I'm trying to be a physical therapy once football comes to an end. So. Everything just fit right. My parents love the place. Uh, they played great football, and that's what we did for the last four years. Played pretty good football, and I'm I'm happy with my decision.
1: Well, physical therapy, man, you know, that's something perfect to go into after playing football. You know, yeah, already no being doubt. an athlete like you are, you know, that'll probably help you already be kind of, you know, with the end with physical therapy. So that, I feel like that's a really good thing to go into after football. But you had a really good 2019 season, man. You had 82 tackles, 11 tackles for loss, five sacks, one interception, two forced fumbles, and five pass breakups. You you, you filled the the uh, stat sheet, don't you? Yeah, You're yeah. A, I mean, that, very versatile yeah, but, player. I appreciate that. Thank you. And then yes. it, I got Go here that in the uh, my bad, man. We keep talking all You're over good. each other. You're good. The, You're good. In the O.D.A.C. championship game, you had 12 tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, one sack, and that was against Randolph macon Yes, sir. And yes, then sir. eight tackles, one interception, one tackle for a loss, and one pass breakup against number nine Delaware Valley in the first round of the NCAA playoffs. That, that's, that's big moments, man. You know, stepping up in big moments like that, that's what a lot of scouts want to see. Can, can you rise to the occasion and play in the big games? And you are clearly showing that you can do that. How was it playing in the, the playoffs and, you know, obviously the ODAC championship game? What did that mean to you as a player? I mean, just just the ability to, like, even have the opportunity to do that, you know, because, I mean, I mean, we played good football
0: here the last few years at Bridgewater, but we just haven't, you know, reached our, you know, reached our peak and our full potential. And this year it all came together, you know, offense was clicking, defense was playing great. I mean, we were shutting people out the first half like it was nothing. Like, me and our coaches used to joke around that, you know, me and us and the starters, we played about, like, two and a half less games than anybody else in the conference because we were pulled at halftime on multiple occasions. So, I guess the difference with those big games was we were on to field the whole game, and luckily enough, our coach, you know, worked conditioning, and we made sure we were in shape, and, you know, we didn't miss a beat playing the entire game. But just, just to list a few moments, like in Randolph-Macon, like, you know, we came out, punched him in the mouth in the first half. We're up 21-0, and they began to battle back. But, you know, our team never, you know, never wavered. Um, you know, we kept our team, you know, uh, motivated just, and kept, kept the energy alive. The stadium was packed, and it was just a great environment to bring, uh, you know, like I said earlier, championship football back to Bridgewater. And then, you know, the following two weeks, you know, you host Delaware Valley and then and NCAA uh, playoffs. And we haven't had a playoff appearance in like over 10 years at that point. So, I mean, it was just an incredible experience just to have, you know, all the people come out from all over the state, come to watch uh, D3 football, high level D3 football like that, at that at our stadium and. We came up short, but, I mean, we really left a few plays on the field that could obviously have turned that game around. But honestly, whether we win, lose, or draw, it was a great experience, and I'm happy I got to perform well in front of my family my fans in such a big stage.
1: I would definitely say you performed well, man. You know, it's always the plays that you leave out on the field that bother you most, you know, after the yes, game, sir. after the season and things like that. But you had an unbelievable 2019 season. I mean, and the big thing that, you know, I noticed with you is, you know, the all conference selections, you know, you were second team for two years, but then yeah. your last year. You made it to first team, and it's showing you, you're progressing. You're progressing as an athlete. You're progressing as a player, which is yes, extremely important in the game of football. You want to see that you can learn from your mistakes, get better. You know, at, at everything that you want to get better at, and you can move forward. So, yes, so sir. that's that's a big thing I take away from your game. And and I, I've looked over your film, man. So I'm not coming in here unprepared, Gary. <laughs> I, I've looked at your film, man. You possess great length. That is the first thing ta- that pops off. That pops off the tape the first right when on your first play, I'll like, say, My God, this guy is he is has unbelievable length and range in his game. And now now let me ask you this. What what are you weighing at right now? Uh right now I'm I'm
0: floating around two twenty seven, two twenty eight. Uh we'll be go uh in for two thirty for be in Indianapolis this next week. I'll be up oh. there around two thirty.
1: I was gonna say, so I'm sure you're you're managing your weight a whole lot because you know you, the first person you reminded me of when I looked at your tape was Brian Burns, and I don't know if you're familiar with Brian yeah. Burns. Um, yeah, sir. Played for Florida State, went to the Carolina Panthers, and you know coming out he had that length, he had that unbelievable length, just like you did, and you know people were worried about his weight. Yeah. So. So like you know. A lot. That's the first thing that I first thing that I noticed. You also have a great ability to stack and shed blockers. I noticed that on a couple of your plays. You have good awareness. But this is what caught me the most off guard. The clip of you running downfield with a receiver, it looks like the receiver yeah. was probably <laughs> running a it looks like he was probably running a wheel route. You stayed yeah, with sir. him stride for stride all the way down the field and came up with a pass deflection. That is impressive. Yeah. an outside linebacker running downfield stripe stride with the receiver that that was amazing to watch man so you know it, it showed that's showing you know obviously why you're putting pass breakups on the uh, on the stat sheet it shows why you're getting interceptions you know you, you're not you're not a liability in coverage no sir yeah.
0: yeah I really like to I'm sorry to cut you off but like I really like the pride our, our defense is our defense corner has been absolutely great we have great coaching staff here and I really like to use, you know, what we're good at. What any good coach would do is use, you know, your, your strengths. Don't 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 build around your weaknesses. Definitely, you know, build around your players and their strengths. And I've been lucky enough to have a great coach staff that you know can see that. You know, yeah, I'm not the biggest the biggest outside linebacker on the planet, but I think versatility is very present in my game. You click play on my film, you'll see right away, like you mentioned, I can do a lot of things that a lot of linebackers can't do. Um, I can rush the passer, you know, fit the box and play inside a gaps. Uh, could run with receivers throughout the slot and all over the field. And I think I bring some, like I said, some qualities to the table that I think a team could use. And uh, deepest coordinator should be like, you know, watering at the mouth. They'd be like, yo, this guy can really, we can turn him into whatever we want. You know, he's 6'5. He can put on weight onto his frame if we need him to. He could bump into the box. He can play on the edge. He could cover in the slot. Something that, you know, a lot of people don't bring into this draft class. And I feel like, you know, that's one of my positive, positive aspects that I can bump around any position and just play football and that's that's what i love to do is just play defense football make plays and help my team win championships like we did this year so just blessed to have a great situation like we do here at bridgewater and i appreciate all the things you said about me it means a lot appreciate it
1: oh absolutely man yeah i wouldn't lie to you and and the biggest you know the person you you know remind me a lot of and i told this to you know he the last guy i spoke with he was a safety linebacker hybrid you know okay and, and um a guy you remind me a lot of is a guy going in the draft this year from Clemson, Isaiah Simmons. And, you know, even though, even though, you know, I don't know if you played safety before or anything like that, but you know, with your size and your ability and coverage and your speed and length, it just reminded me a lot of Isaiah Simmons. The guy, the guy's like a Swiss army knife. You can, you can almost put him wherever you want him on the field not a liability not not a liability in coverage can get run downfield for stride with receivers so you know that that popped off to me imme- immediately on film as well but let me ask you this what do you think your greatest strength is as an athlete or as a football player um
0: i think my greatest strength is i mean a lot of people say they're they're football, students of the game and i mean i understand a lot of people do feel that way but i mean i've been playing this game since i was 5 years old and i've been obsessed with watching film just always watching my games watching other people play. Always just watch their football. Watch football on Saturdays. Watch football on Sundays. Watch my games. You know, after high school, Friday nights. And I think when I can bring the tables that I. There's nothing. There's no formation that an offense to come out in that I haven't seen. I honestly can mean that. Like I've seen all kinds of stuff from my time here at Bridgewater playing against these offenses in the O.D.A.C. They're very versatile. We one week you'll play. You know, triple wing, double wing teams. One offense. You'll, one week you'll play some spread. So. Throughout my time in high school and college, I would say this, my, I built this football IQ and this knowledge for just what offenses want to do to defenses that kind of makes me stand out. So I, I've never t- – I've taken a wonder look test once in my life, but I, could, I I would like to imagine that, you know, my test score would be pretty good because I'm process, pro- processing things quickly um, and understanding what offenses want to do to us. Uh, physically, I would say just, you know, I'm really, I'm really good with my hands. I've got long arms, um, bring a lot of – bring a lot of, like, you know – Force the blockers and just make a mess in space. I mean, it's got I believe I'm pretty hard to block in space because I'm quick, um, big frame to get underneath of and block. And you know, I mean, on my film, you can see it I make mean, a lot of people kind of dumb in space trying to block me. But we got a lot of stuff to improve on. And I can't wait to see what, you know, coaches have for me. I'm up to any challenges to get better and better and continue to improve as a football player.
1: Well, something you know else that I saw on film, Gary, is that you're, you're able to make yourself, you know, they call it get small or get skinny yes, going sir. through a gap. And I saw you do that a whole lot, which is very important as well. You know, getting through the small, small creases and gaps, getting between linemen to make a play on a running back or a quarterback. That's also huge as well. Now, let me ask you this. I didn't see a whole lot of this. Maybe it just wasn't in the film I was watching. Now, how often do you play with your hand in the dirt? I, I could, you know, I saw you standing a lot. Do you play with your hand in the dirt that often? Or is that, that not something you were asked to do during your time in college?
0: Yeah, so so I mean, luckily, unfortunately, whatever you want to call it, I mean, I've never had responsibility to put my hand in the dirt. Um, the way we are, our, our defense typically works. We run a four-two-five usually, or three, uh, or a stack three-four. Which you know, a Bronco defense this year, which we really lived in. Uh, you have three kind of tight interior linemen, and, and then two overhangs, which is me and our our weak side overhang. So I didn't really have to ever really have to put my hand in the dirt naturally. Um, whether you view that as a downside or a positive, it is what it is. It's nothing that you can I can't learn. Um, from from standing up, I was rushing the pass pretty well. Had nine sacks over the past two seasons at linebacker, and just making it just making it work. So I mean, regardless whether my hand was in the dirt or was standing up, you know, our defensive coordinator, who Coach G, Coach Giancola, was their D line coach, and he really took us under his wing, making sure we understood, you know, how to pass rush, how to you know and, you know get underneath the blockers, you know, get around the edge, get skinny, you know, run the hoop, all those terminologies and stuff that a lot of linebackers wouldn't necessarily know if they just simply stayed in the box. So. I'm lucky enough to have a lot of great coaches teach me, you know, just the ways of how a defense and rushes, but haven't put my hand in the dirt yet, but nothing I feel like I can't do is
1: well, the, well, I that's like a, I that,
0: definitely put my hand in the dirt. And make that.
1: Well, that's the mindset, that, you know, they, they want to hear from you. And, you know, like you say, even though you didn't play with your hand in the dirt that much, you're coachable, right? You're willing willing to come out here and do anything you need to do to to better yourself as a football player and understand the game more and be more versatile and that's that's really what scouts are going to take away from talking with you i I can already hear it hear it in your voice and everything like that that you want to learn more and you'll put in the work that it takes and that's that's really the most important thing when it comes down to it now what made you want to play football you do you remember a time something you were watching family what was it that made you want to play the the sport of football um, if I had to think back to a
0: specific moment, um, my parents put me in football right when I could possibly play and put me in pads. But before that, I guess, you know, my dad and my, my uncle and my cousin used to always play Madden and just always, I was probably three or four years old watching them play Madden downstairs and just learning the game. Um, I still remember the Madden, Madden one with Eddie George on the cover or Madden three, one of those two with Eddie George on the cover. And I had a little plastic helmet when I was younger and just, pretending i was eddie george as a running back just running to our couch so i ended up breaking our breaking our family's couch at the age of a four or five years old just from jumping into it pretend i was catching touchdowns and just running into it and tackling my little wrestling men that were along the couch and i think my mom and dad kind of realized this kid might be you know a little bit a little special because he just found something that he loves at this young age because a lot of people at, at a young age don't necessarily know what they want to do especially sport wise but the age of four or five i was Begging my parents, you know, can we can we go out and throw the ball? Can you know can we watch the football? Can I play mad extra extra night instead of going to bed early? And just fell in love with the game since then. And well, as a younger kid, uh, the first position I ever played was linebacker. Uh, when you're a little kid, I mean, all linebackers are the same really. You play an inside linebacker really technically, and and running back. So always been a physical kid. Always never been afraid of contact, which is probably got me in trouble with some practices. You're hitting kids a little too hard in practice, but just football has always been something I can you know rely on and just it's, there's so much more to it as you get older and older. That's not just simply, you know, 11 on 11, you know, just running around hitting people. There's such, such a smart schematic to the game and all the schemes and play calling that goes into it's really something that, you know, I want to do for the rest of my life and be involved with football as long as I can be. And luckily I've, I've been blessed enough with the ability to continue to chase this dream and try to take this to the next level. And that's what we'll be trying to accomplish here next week
1: with the great combine and, Hopefully, uh, impress some scouts of the pro day later in March. I love the mention of Eddie George, man. You know, you talk to a lot of guys, and you know, when you think about, you know, they they mention players that are a little bit. You know, Eddie George obviously was a great player, well-known guy. Like you said, he, he graced the Madden cover, but you know, you you don't hear guys mention Eddie George. So I really like the uniqueness in that that, that you mentioned Appreciate him. that. But you know, like you said – when you when you have a passion for something, you know, like like you said, when you were a little kid, you just picked it up. You you yeah. from the moment moment you saw it, learned about it, you, you loved it, and that that's pretty much what a passion is. You you never stop loving it, and and I can definitely tell you got passion for this game. Now, what type of training have you been going through? Like what 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 part of your skill set are you working on the most right now in the lead up to the uh, national scouting combine? Um. So. So we sat down with our coaches after the, after the
0: season and you just talked to our head coach and our position coach like, you know, what's the, like, you, know, what, do you think, what do you think we should do from here? Like, and I always wanted to play next level football. I always didn't want to just stop after college and tell myself it was over with if I didn't have to be necessarily. So sat down with my head coach and, you know, sat down with my linebackers coach. And I was like, you know, what are they going to, what are the scouts going to want to see when they come to the door and they ask about Gary and what are they going to want to see? And I think the first thing they mentioned was, you know, the, the position I played in college necessarily, it's good because it's very versatile. And, and you know shows a lot of flashes a lot of different things that you could do at the next level but unfortunately the position that we ran in high in, in college of you know this hybrid whipped linebacker hasn't really entered the nfl yet as a as a, as a full down position but um so they told me that you know they're going to either want to want to bump you back and you know bump you into the box and you know play four three will like you know anthony barr plays or they're going to want to see if you can stand up and be stand up as a linebacker in three four and I mean, of both those things, you know, it's not really necessarily intimidating to me at all because, I, like I said, I've been doing stuff like that, you know, for the past four years here at Bridgewater. And um, they just, so I guess the biggest thing was, you know, they're going to want to see a good number on the scale, first off. They're going to want to see that, you know, you're not just, you know, a long limb body. They, can they put weight on you? Um, they're going to want to see, you know, just twitchiness and explosiveness plays. Like with that highlight tape you are mentioning, you know, just can I show plays on film where I'm just being twitchy and just having a fast reaction time and, you know, making plays happen. Because you can't teach stuff like that necessarily. You can you can run people through endless drills and you know endless film sessions, and you can't really teach like uh, reaction and just raw athleticism. So I think yeah. the biggest thing I've been working on this this off season over the past few months after the season was you know getting my weight to something that, I, that I'm feel confident in that's not fluctuating. Uh, weight that you know can obviously put more weight on a six five body with long arms and long legs. It's not a hard a hard thing to do for any you know professional strength program. Um, and definitely just moving well with this gaining extra weight can just continue to move well and continue to you know, have a great, great bend in the L drill, uh, have a great, you know, side to side agility in the five cent five and overall just put a 40 on, put a 40 down that I can live with and be happy with my training. That, that's probably the biggest thing is just put a 40 down on paper that, you know, we can work off of and um, have, a, have a good landmark for the pro day later in March.
1: So, so let me ask you this. I asked the last guy that I had on here. Uh, can we get a prediction for the forty, or do you want to keep it a surprise for Indy? Okay, we'll keep it. We'll keep it as
0: far. I don't have, have a prediction just yet. I know my ten-yard split's looking pretty good right now, and if I come out and do anything that I've been working on during this these past few months, I feel like I'll be okay with my result
1: hey that sounds good gay i'm not gonna make you uh release anything (laughs) yeah make make a surprise for the scouts out there i know you're gonna blow them away now appreciate that what part of your game do you think is going to surprise scouts the most Is going to shock Um, them what's gonna what is something that you think they may not be expecting from you that you think you excel at uh
0: so naturally like i keep mentioning i feel like a broken record um standing at six foot five and you know, about 230 pounds. I, I doubt they're going to really st- see someone that can run with receivers down the field. Um, you, with, this, with this body frame, like you mentioned, Isaiah Simmons is kind of like a unicorn, kind of a freak, because you don't see people every day walking around this size, being able to cover slot receivers at, at a high level of football. So, I mean, I think they're going to be surprised that, you know, his footwork is great. He's not taking extra steps when breaking. Uh, can cut, a, get out of cuts well. 45-degree cuts, 90-degree cuts. Back pedal is smooth. Um, all the, all those small things that like, you know, scouts want to see, can this kid like, can this kid move and can this kid cut change direction? I yeah,
1: think cha- that's changing direction. I mean, yeah, changing direction is going to be big. You know, that yeah, that's a, a lot of what you want to see from, you know, outside linebackers, linebackers in general, at that point, you know, and it, it changing direction is just huge in any, almost any position in football. Um, obviously a lot on defense and offense as well. Um. So you so you're saying basically your ability to move your your athleticism as a, athleticism as a whole at your size you think is going to surprise people a whole lot? Yes, sir. I mean, a lot of linebackers have been playing linebacker their whole life. Um, I've been lucky enough, I guess, to I
0: played every position on defense besides nose guard. For for I mean, I even played some nose guard when I was a little kid, like just just to get off the ball fast and make plays in the back. Uh, early on in high school, I was playing DB. I played safety. Uh, my freshman and sophomore year um ended up moving outside linebacker my junior year as I got a little bit taller a little bit bigger to help our team win on defense in high school and then came here and was been playing outside linebacker cuz it's what our team needed to win so i mean i definitely been going i've gone through cornerback drills and db drills for a few years of my life and i i've understood the schematic and just you know how you got to break quick and this is something that a lot of linebackers necessarily might not have and i'm lucky enough to have that Ability, to say, I can get out of breaks. I understand why we want to not take too many steps when cutting. I understand the T step. I understand all those things that, you know, just helps the linebacker be versatile. And I think at the next level, especially with how football is becoming, with you know all the passing and you know Patrick Mahomes and having five receivers on the field at all times, you know they need linebackers that can move. And I feel like you know I can I can be that for them, especially with some extra coaching at the next level.
1: Well, that, well that's what a lot of reason why there's five wide sets are so lethal because a lot of teams don't have those those linebackers that can move and stay in coverage with those guys. Yes, so those five wide sets are really tearing teams apart. And, you know, a lot of that's – like you you just said it perfectly. You're taking the words out of my mouth, and I can't even get them out fast enough. Like <laughs> you said with the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense is a perfect example of, of using five wide uh, receivers and you're, and you're moving them all over the place and getting mismatches wherever they want to. So yeah. so that that's huge and you you're gonna be a guy that you know coaches can throw out there and, and it's not gonna be, like I've said many times before, a liability. You are you're, you're, yes, you're good in coverage. You'll you'll be able to stick with your man, so that's gonna be huge. Now, you told me your cousin played guard yes, in sir. college. Have you ever put any moves on your cousin? <laughs> y'all y'all ever gone no. at it saying
0: who could, you know, outdo no. who? Yeah, he's he's real he's real humble. He's nice. I mean, he was an all-conference dude his senior year too. He, he tells me that you know I'm, I'm I'm probably a little bit too fast for him, but I mean, trust me, Nick Nick Reese is a strong mother effer. So I mean, that boy is he's a strong dude. So I mean, if it was one on one back in the day, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm I'm gonna get myself about at least eight out of those ten reps personally because I'm a confident person. But yeah, he was the real
1: deal. I love it, man. Now let me get get this from you. Favorite NFL team. I'm Ravens fan sticking uh, through it, man. I'm from I'm from Frederick, Maryland,
0: so I've been a bit Ravens fan since I can remember.
1: That's awesome. I, I saw, I'm sure you loved the Lamar Jackson season. Oh, I'm the,
0: I've been the biggest believer in him since we got him, I and mean, I'm just happy that you set everybody up this year with really a great season. Now we gotta get some more playoff wins under his belt, but I think that's coming soon. Come and see Yeah, we'll be all Lamar right.
1: Jackson's gonna have a great career, man. Now, you know he he has shut up a lot of people. So for you to say that you've been a huge believer in him from the start, you're you're maybe one of the only ones, man. You really a lot of <laughs> scouts will sit here and say, "Now, oh yeah, we believed in him," but you know, I, if you don't have proof of it, I'm not believing it. Now, who's your favorite player? You that's favorite, funny. Someone? I mean, I think Lamar Jackson is my favorite player right now. I mean,
0: just overall player of football, Lamar Jackson is, and that's there's a lot of deeper reasoning to that. Simply because, like you just mentioned. A lot of scouts probably overlooked him because, you know, just whatever reasons, whether he was too fast, didn't think he could throw the ball far enough, wasn't accurate. I think I kind of relate that to myself. Um, when I was coming out, of, coming out of high school, like I was just kind of overlooked, just was skinny. Wasn't, you know, wasn't necessarily fully developed. Like, you know, some of the kids today are, you know, full grown men by the age of 17 years old. And that wasn't me coming out of high school. But um, I know at the next level with the scouts looking at me, I just, I can imagine that there's going to be something they look down on, look down upon, you know, is he big enough? Did he play competitive enough football? You know, did, did, can we take a kid from small 3-3 football in Virginia? And, I mean, I think my answer to that is, you know, I mean, why not? I mean, I put the numbers on the table, played 1,400 snaps in college, and but like Lamar Jackson did, I mean, dude had endless records, but it wasn't enough for scouts to not overlook him. So they're going to overlook you if they want to overlook you, but your job is to prove them wrong, and when you get that opportunity, just shine with it, and that's what I'm going to do if I get this shot to the next level, at the next level
1: like yeah, like you just said, Lamar Jackson, you know, broke a ton of records. The guy almost won two Heismans, but he was one of the last guys sitting in the green room. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's funny a lot of times, you, the amount that you can do, and it still doesn't seem like it's enough. But no numbers yeah. don't lie, man, and, and, and clocked times don't lie, don't lie either. So you go up there and you put up a show in Indy, I can promise you right now you're going to be getting some looks because you, you can't yeah. – you can't make up a lie about a 40-time 40, 40 or three-cone or anything like that. You're right. Uh, You're now, right. is Lamar Jackson your all-time favorite player? No, nah, no, nah, definitely not. I'm, I'm an old head, I think, at heart.
0: I got, a lot of, I got a lot of favorite players that were before I was born. Um, So, I mean, actually, Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, but you can't pick one. You can't pick one. They're both the best in their position, in my opinion. If you ask me who's the best team of all time, it's Ed Reed. Best like, of all time Ray Lewis. Um, But I think if you want – if I was just talking about overall – like, just to, just tenacity. I mean, right now also my favorite linebacker in the league is Anthony Barr from from the Vikings, just because I see a lot of him and me. And, you know, all-time favorites, definitely Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. But right now as linebacker, I think Anthony Barr is doing some pretty special things, especially with his versatility. And that's what I like to
1: pride myself on, is being able to do it all. So you may have just answered my next question. I was going to ask, is there a player that you model your game after? And, and and it doesn't have to be one player. Say Say you think you take a couple of different attributes – or things from a couple of different players, do you know any who any of those players would be um, off the top of your head? All right, so, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like you just mentioned, Brian Burns.
0: Um, I, I remember the, I remember one of my Ravens to get him uh, last year because we needed some help on that pass rush. And a lot of people were talking about his size was a little bit too small, but he was very explosive, very twitchy, very rangy, could make people miss and just get off the edge really fast.
1: And had an think, unbelievable you know, just, bend as well.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Ben and God give it Ben, and I might go sit here and tell you that I can bend just as well as him, but I could I, I can bend a little bit now. But Brian Burns, he's a great, he's an amazing, amazing talent in the NFL. And you know, if I can, if I can model my game off anybody, it'd be a young guy like him. Um, and then especially like I just mentioned, you know, Anthony Barr is at six foot five, you know, two hundred forty five, two hundred fifty pounds. Uh, I mean, he's doing it all. He is literally lining up on the edge, rushing the passer, bumping in the box, literally covering slots and tight ends all over the field. Like there isn't really much on the field that he can't do. And that's just, you know, incredible in, in that. And then, you know, this might sound like a weird answer, but, you know, Tyron Matthew, who's definitely a whole, di- whole different body type than me. But he does a lot of this, a lot, a lot of really impressive things. Um, like, there's a graphic I saw on Twitter of, uh, probably a week or two ago about the number of snaps he took at different positions this year. Um, like, the different amount of snaps he took at free safety, strong safety, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. And I would imagine if you looked at my snap count, mine would be pretty – pretty dispersed between, you know, defensive end, um, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and the nickel corner would all be on that, on that graph if I had my own. So just people like Tyron Matthews, just being football players and not robots is, is really impressive to me. I would like to believe that I could be somebody like that one day.
1: Well, a guy that I always thought was amazing to watch in all the different positions he played was Jabril Peppers. Now, Jabril Peppers, I'm yeah. about to name a couple of guys. You know, you just named Tyron Matthew, you talked about the snap counts at every like, at all the different positions in the defense. I was always amazed by Derwin James.
0: Oh, that, Yeah.
1: How many positions mm-hmm. that guy played when I, I was you couldn't have found a bigger Derwin James fan as a scout than I was when he was coming out of FSU. I'd been scouting him for probably about two and a half years already. I loved his game. And like you just said, when you can play, you know, when you have the versatility to play that many different, and you have experience, experience is the biggest thing. You know, if a, if yeah. a guy sits there and he plays a couple snaps somewhere, that doesn't mean he's got the experience to do it. That means, you know, he was filling a hole. He, he was pretty yeah. much taking up that spot. But if you have the experience like you do, like you said, or Derwin James or Tyron Matthew, and you know what you're what you are supposed to do, um, that's huge for, for a D coordinator have for for coaches to have. So I, I think I think you have a lot of good stuff, Gary, that you're gonna be able to use to your advantage going up to the national scouting combine. Now, is this going to be your first time in Indy?
0: Um in Indianapolis. Uh it won't be my first time in Indiana, but it'll be my first time in Indianapolis, so yes.
1: Is there anything that you want to go do, go see, anything while you're up there? I know a lot of the time you're going to be focused on training, getting yeah. ready, but is there anything um, that you, you want to go up there and see or do? You know, last year was my first time in Indy uh, at the NFL Combine, and the biggest thing I want to say, I'm just I'm – a, I'm a weird, weird um, – just into the sentimental stuff with football. So I, the only thing I want to do right off the bat was go see the Peyton Manning statues outside of Lucas Oil. And things oh, like that. But is there, is there anything you want to do?
0: Um, I think honestly, this would be me and my dad traveling. Um, like my dad has been my biggest you know, biggest fan since since I've been young. I think me and him just want to you know just enjoy the experience together. Honestly, I mean, I'm sure we'll naturally we'll make a stop at Lucas Oil. I mean, I don't know necessarily how the combine dates, the NFL combine dates work with with coordination to this. I don't know if there's gonna be events going on during this week or whatever it is. But we definitely want to make sure we get out there and see that stadium. My to take some pretty bad losses there, but we'll we'll suck it up for the, for that day, and you know see see the stadium and everything, and ultimately just just enjoy the just enjoy the trip altogether. I mean, there's not that many times where there won't be many other times. But there's no other combos I'm really going to, so it's the only time we can really look at that and say, you know, this, this is, you you experienced it, and you know you got the ability to, to perform in front of scouts and just you know make this dream a reality, and you, it's all in your hands at this point, and that's just something that me and my dad are going to share, and I look forward to just spending in a great environment in Indianapolis.
1: That's awesome, man. Well, I think it's been amazing having you on, Gary. You sound like just as good of a guy as you are a player. I knew you were going to tear sure. it up up there in Indy, man. Now, are you flying or are you driving? Uh, we're flying. We don't. We ain't driving. <laughs> we, we're flying. We're going to make the flight. We'll, we'll trip. We'll make the trip up there. It's it was always flying. hard for me to decide, man. It, it was always hard for me to decide. You know, I, I was about to drive from Virginia because I am I'm, I'm not a big flyer, man. I'm I'm not. Not real, not real cool, calm, and collected on an airplane. So <laughs> uh, that makes me too it. nervous. But Gary, it's been amazing having you on, man. I appreciate it so much. You coming on to the TSR podcast? It's always awesome to talk to athletes like yourself. Um, guys, please go give this guy a follow on Twitter at GTR15 and follow him on Instagram at GTR period fifteen. Uh, th- give this guy some love. This guy will be competing against other great athletes up there at the National Scouting Combine in Indy. Um, This is going to be next week. So when are you flying out, Gary? Uh, We leave
0: uh, Monday morning. We'll arrive up there around noon on Monday, and we should be up there a few hours early before stuff gets started with the measurables. So
1: we'll be up there on Monday. I may just have to have you back on here after, man, so we can talk about your numbers you put up. All right, we'll make it work. I I look forward to hearing from you again. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the day. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, my man. All right, guys, and up next, my man Marcus Brown, a linebacker from Missouri Western State University. How are you doing today, sir?
3: I'm doing pretty good.
1: Now, you're an all-conference, all-district linebacker, correct? Yes, sir. All right, now, All-American as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. And now, you were the MIAA Defensive Player of the Week one week, the stats for that week were pretty impressive. Six tackles, three tackles for a loss, two forced fumbles, and an interception. Tell me a little bit about that game. That game, my
3: emotions were really running high. My emotions were running high all season, to be honest with you. And, uh, I just wanted to go out there and put it all on the field. and When I did that, it was
1: game over. <laughs> Hey, I understand that. Now, how excited are you to be taking part in the National Scouting Combine in India? I'm sure you're you're pretty pumped for that.
3: I'm very excited. Um, it's a it's a dream come true. It's it's another step towards my dreams and uh I've been thinking about this since I was four years old.
1: Now when did you find out when did Jimmy get in touch with you and you found out that you were you were being invited up there?
3: I found I was getting invited, um Late December, I believe that was. Late so December. That's,
1: that's a pretty good Christmas present, isn't it? It really was. <laughs> now, you ran track in high school, and this is pretty impressive. You held the fastest 200-meter time in the state for two weeks. Now, yes, now, sir. Now, people, this is a linebacker we're talking about. And this man ran the fastest 200-meter time in the state. Um, now, and you earned a track and football scholarship at Missouri Western State. Yes, sir. That's impressive. Um, now, now, how much track did you do? Did you do any track for Missouri, Western State, or did you – once you got there, you just focused on football?
3: When I got there uh, my freshman year, I played as a true freshman, played football as a true freshman. And um, after the season was over and track season was getting ready to get started, had a uh, talk with my head coach, and he was really telling me that he really didn't want me to run track anymore he wanted me to just focus on football. So no injuries, none none of that would occur.
1: Now, do you think that the track has helped you a whole lot with, with football and, and your path, you know, trying to better yourself and get to the next level? Most definitely.
3: Um, I feel like track is, goes hand in hand with football, especially with the way that I play. I'm a very fast and athletic versatile type of player. So, um, when I'm, when I'm running track, I put a lot of that technique in the football, getting me down the field as fast as possible. Well, I was me to s- one de- Go ahead.
1: I was gonna say man, the the number one thing I saw on your tape, you just said you're a very fast athlete. That is the number one thing I saw. You are extremely fast. Uh, you know, it was one play in particular. It it doesn't look like you ever let up in your pursuit. you know, that's something that coaches and scouts look at a whole lot is you know, when you give up on a play but, you know, it was one play in particular. It looked like the ball was thrown to the sideline. Receiver high-pointed high point high the ball over um, a cornerback on your team. Cornerback, you know, uh, ends up getting shaken off from the tackle. And you ran this receiver. You, you, you were probably about 25 yards behind this guy. And ended up catching up to him and tackling him. And I, I'm sure you know what play I'm talking about.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's one of my favorite plays from college. That was my your, true freshman year.
1: Your closing speed, man, is – unbelievably quick it it caught me off guard when i was watching it but you know some other stuff i saw from you Marcus, is is you're you're comfortable in coverage you move around you're it's um what's the best way i want to describe it it's just very smooth the way you you move around you you, it's not like you're you're jittery or or you're gonna jump at something the wrong way You, you you know what you're doing you've got a really good feeling for your assignments and you know where you need to be at um, would you say that, that that you are pretty confident in your coverage ability or whatever they ask you to do in coverage?
3: Most definitely. I'm I'm very confident in every aspect of the game, especially covering, because I feel like I can match up with anybody on the field, whether it's a tight end, a receiver, a running back, or even a spying the quarterback.
1: Now, is linebacker the only position you've really ever tried with football, or did you ever try to experiment with any other positions?
3: In high school, I was an athlete, so I played almost every position on the field. But um, this, when I got to college, I was playing primarily linebacker. But my last season, I played. They had me playing defensive end because okay. they needed somebody to play there, and I was the, I was that guy that a uh, step up and do anything for the team. So I stopped playing linebacker. Just uh, sacrificed playing linebacker just to, uh, for my team, really.
1: So, so, let me ask you this: Is linebacker linebackers your love, though? That that's what you want to play moving forward. You know, you, you don't you're not really leaning any other direction.
3: Yes, sir. Linebacker is my first love. <laughs> I, I can't see myself playing anywhere else.
1: Now, in the like league,
3: said, I I could right. play, I could play safety or anything, but I do whatever's best for the team or.
1: You'll do anything to help out the team any way you can, yes, sir. which is exactly what, you know, me as a scout, I want to hear what coaches are going to want to hear. And that's something they'll love about you up there in Indy. Like I said, you look like a burner on the field, man. You're running down receivers. You take long strides as a runner. And, and I guess that comes from your track experience, because I noticed that, too. You do take long strides you're an excellent special teams player and you're a good tackler and like I've said before you know your assignments it doesn't look like you get confused about a certain play it doesn't look like you lose track of what's going on it seems like you're pretty locked in most of the time and you know you know where the play is heading which way the ball is going and, and you know I've seen other times too you're making adjustments on the field you're pointing out stuff to your fellow defenders on the field trying to make adjustments for the play if they're, you know, if they're calling audibles and things like that, senior, so, you know, it shows that you have a high football IQ, and that's what a, a lot of people are going to want to see up there in Indy. Now, you're from Kansas City, Missouri, correct? Yes, sir. Now, are you born and raised Kansas City, Missouri?
3: Born and raised.
1: Big Kansas City Chiefs fan? Yes, sir. So, y- y'all are still celebrating, aren't you?
3: <laughs>
1: you know, it's been 50 years, so it's only right. Hey, that's right, man. Now, I asked you, Marcus, to write me up a little bit of something about yourself so I could learn about you as a player. And I took a couple things away from the write-up you sent me, which was a great write-up. I took away a couple of things you said. One, you have determination to conquer and complete. That, I, I, just, I love that phrase, uh, determination to conquer and complete. You also said I'm determined day in and day out, not only in game time situations, but also in the weight room at practice and my personal life. Explain that a little bit for me. What what makes you that determined day in and day out? What what drives you to want to be better every day?
3: The thing that drives me every day is seeing my family, seeing and, re- and remembering everything that I've been through in my life. Growing up for me, it, it wasn't easy for me and my family. We we grew up in a in a rural area and it was it was it was bad, honestly. And I lost my dad at a young age. Growing up without ha- without my having my dad around, that that played a major part. That's why I get up every morning and work out so hard. That's why I make sure I'm early to meetings and I'm I'm doing everything I can to be this great football player because my dad always wanted me to be his little football star. And I made a promise to myself that I was gonna make that happen. And that's, that's what that's amazing. what drives me.
1: That's amazing, yeah, now you you know you said you lost your father, your godparents, and grandfather, but you never faltered, never wavered. You stayed on the path, you you know it, even in the write up you said that you knew great things were ahead, and you were going to keep your eyes forward and keep moving forward and progressing every day. and, and yes. that's an amazing story, man. you know, you know, losing so much, you know you're still a young guy, and you know you've lost so much and been through a whole lot but your main goal is how can I better myself every day? How can I be a better person, better football player, you know, better son, you know, what have you, that's, what's impressive because when, when you, know, you, we all have lost in our lives, but you know, when, when, when you're able to pick yourself up, put one foot in front of the other and still see your goals and drive for them, that that's always impressive. And that's something that's amazing to see. And not just football players, but, but anybody. So, what made you want to attend Missouri Western State? And then I guess before you answer that, what what, what other schools were you um, recruited by? I saw that you were recruited by North Dakota State. And then and, and I, I believe Illinois State, is that correct too?
3: Yes, sir. Okay, uh, any uh, other I had, schools? I had the some smaller uh, D1 AA schools who recruited me, Western Illinois, Illinois State, North Dakota State. And the biggest school that I had recruited me Um, Out of high school was LSU, and um, yeah, LSU, and uh, I was actually supposed to be attending there, transferring from Missouri Western, but I decided to finish my career uh,
1: at Missouri Western, and um,
3: I decided to enter the draft, and now I'm here.
1: Now, now what made you want to go to Missouri Western State? Was there, you know, what one thing was it about? Was it the coaching staff? Did you just gel with them really well? Was it family that had gone there? What was it to you that made you want to go there?
3: It was the family atmosphere that I got from all the coaches while I was there. In the recruiting process, they came to my house about four or five times in one week. That's how determined they was. I told them about all the other schools, all the D1s that was recruiting me. And they made sure that they were the most persistent to get there, come to my school, come into my house, eating dinner with me. And they made promises and they and they kept their word on the promises that, that they made as far as me playing as a true freshman and coming in and fighting for a spot, giving me the opportunity to showcase my talents as a, as a, as a young freshman, 18-year-old.
1: And I know the the recruiting process can be – kind of stressful especially you know i know it can be a lot of times but you know any anytime you see a school that's showing you more love and they're showing you that they really want you to come play for their program and they will put in the work just as much as you put in the work to be a good football player or a great football player they'll put in the work to show up day in day out and be like look we'll back you up so i know that's that's huge for a player like you like you said you saw that and it was like a family atmosphere um now can you tell me what made you want to play football
3: Um, like I said earlier in the show, my, my father, he, he was a football player in high school and throughout his career, he was pretty good, but he just didn't have the drive that I had because he didn't have the support at home from it, from, from my grandmother and my grandfather. So, um, he didn't get to do it the way that I'm doing it now, but he wanted to live his dream through me. And I fell in love with football when I was four years old and after my dad passed away, my mom remarried, and my step pops, he stepped in and he really showed me how to play this game, how to love it, and how to become the man I am today.
1: That's amazing. Now, now, do you know what what position did your father play? Did y'all both play linebacker, or what did he play?
3: He played linebacker, running back, fullback. He was an athlete. <laughs> so, so he was so, a so so, nature because he was a big guy.
1: So, someday, you know, if you have a son, you're gonna have to get this kid to be a uh, linebacker. Because you'll have three in a row at that point, almost oh, definitely, no doubt, no doubt about it. Now, do you have any brothers or sisters? Um, now, I, brothers being, did you have any football in your family besides your father? Anybody else that that played, you know, competitive football or any other athletes in your family? Any sisters that ran track, played basketball, anything like that? Well, I'm the oldest out of
3: all of my siblings, and um, all of my siblings they follow in my footsteps. My Little sister runs track. She uh, just ran at, at the uh, Junior Olympics. My little brother, he um, plays football. He's a linebacker as well. And uh, I have another little sister. She's really not that active in the sports. She's more of that stay at home, keep her head in the books type of girl.
1: <laughs> All right, ain't nothing wrong with that, man. That's, that's a good, good path to take, too. But it sounds like, man, y'all just got linebacker blood in your family. I mean, that, that's that's awesome to hear. And, you know, I'm sure you're able to help your brother out with with questions he has about football and, you know, about being a linebacker and being a successful one at that, you know, at that standpoint, too. Um, now, was there a certain moment that you realized that football was your passion, that it was something that, you know, you you loved uncontrollably and you were going to stick with and you were pretty much like this is it. This is what I'm meant to do. I realized that when I was about seven years old
3: and I was out there playing football and I I was originally a running back and I had a coach change my position to defensive end and I was like okay I'll play it and when I got out there and I started hitting dudes hitting guys it just I fell in love I'm like I love this. I love this game. I can hit people, not get in trouble for it.
1: That's right. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of linebackers I've talked to, they say that, you know, hitting is their favorite part. You know, when you hear a guy, you know, you got some guys in the NFL, I've mentioned before, George Kittle, he's a tight end, but his favorite part of the game is blocking and hitting somebody, laying the wood. So, you know, I know it's huge to linebackers to just get that put the contact in contact sports. Now, what type of training are you going through right now? What 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 is the or what skill set are you working on the most to get prepared for the National Scouting Combine?
3: Right now, I'm for real, just focusing on my overall strength. I have the speed and the athleticism, and I, I've worked on that as well. But all, me and my trainer's main focus was making sure I'm strong and I have the the stamina and rep to to get all the
1: repetitions done. So let me, is there a target weight that you were going for or are you not as much concerned with the weight as you are just the strength and conditioning?
3: It's a target weight. I want to, I'm about 220 right now. Uh, I want to, I want to be at 225. That's a good plan weight for me.
1: Okay. That is a good plan. weight. you want, you, you know, adding that extra five pounds, you're not going to lose your speed, but you can add the strength. Yes, sir. So that, that, that's a real good weight to set right there. Now, what drill do you think you were going to kill it in up there in Indy? What what, what drill are you most confident in? When I walk out there and I do that drill, I'm going to perform well in it.
3: In all honesty, I can't just choose one because my overall performance,
1: I feel, is going to be great. I love it. I love it. Keep that coming, man. I love the confidence. Um, now, what part of your game do you think is going to su- surprise scouts up there the most? You know, what part of your game was or scouts going to be like, wow, you know, we didn't expect this guy to perform at this level in this particular part of his game?
3: Um, Being able to move in in space and tackle in space, I feel like a lot of scouts didn't really get the – because a lot of my tackles on my film is in the backfield. It's, it's more of <clears throat> in the box type stuff, but – they're, they're going to be able to see me move around. They're going to be able to see that I'm I'm really athletic and mobile.
1: That's awesome. Now, now another thing with your speed is, you know, uh, what, what's covered in the NFL today is sideline to sideline. You want sideline to sideline speed. The speed you have, you are absolutely able to do that. Like I said, you know your assignments. You know where to be. That also helps you to do what D coordinators and coaches are going to want you to do. So you know, moving around in space, like I said, you're, you you look strong in coverage. You you look comfortable. Um, I would definitely say that you're going to have no problem showing those guys up there in Indy that moving around in space is not an issue for you. Now, do you have a favorite NFL team? I guess Kansas City, correct? Yes, sir. Maybe maybe Kansas that was a City dumb too. question. I probably shouldn't even ask that question. <laughs> now, do you have a favorite player?
3: Um and. Today's time, my favorite player I have to say is Tyron Matthew. He's a he's a freaking nature. He's the odds were stacked against him and he overcame. So Tyron Matthew had to be my favorite player today. But if we're talking about back in the day I had to go with Derek Thomas or Lawrence Taylor. I feel like my playing style resembl- resembles theirs and they have that relentless attitude and and swagger about themselves as they play.
1: That's unbelievable, man. You're actually the second straight guy to say that Tyron Matthew is their favorite player in the NFL. Due to oh. what they're able to do, versatility, everything. That's, uh, that's awesome. Clearly, clearly, Tyron Matthew gets some love from you guys. But how can you go wrong with loving LT? So you're saying LT or Derek Thomas would be your favorite all-time players? Yes, sir. That, that's awesome, man. Um, you can't go wrong with LT. pretty much considered the best defender of all time, so you cannot go wrong there. Um, now what player do you think you model your game after the most and it doesn't just have to be one player you know I've said this before to other players if if you think you you, you know parts of your game come from different players wh- who are those players or who would that one player be if it's just one guy
3: um I feel like my game resembles
1: Derek Thomas say, say, okay. yeah I can tell you right now you love some derek Thomas don't you I do. I do. <laughs> well, you watched a lot of film on Derek Thomas, I imagine.
3: Growing up, I just used to watch football with my stepdad, and he used to put me on a lot of athletes as far as uh, Derek Thomas, Lawrence Taylor, Charles Haley, those type of guys, and I was just watching them. And I always would go outside and try, try and do the same moves that they did. Do they spin moves? They, they hesitation moves, and all types of stuff, and. I go out there on the field, and it'll work.
1: <laughs> so, what did you learn during your time playing at Missouri Western State? What did you learn about yourself and about you know yourself as a football player? I
3: learned that no matter what life throws at me during football, I me mean, while I'm playing football, I can always overcome anything.
1: I love that. I love that answer. Always a good answer. I- I'm sure. I'm I'm sure. You know, for a lot of guys, football is a uh, football is a kind of like a way to get away from it all.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And go ahead. You were gonna say something else. You can go ahead.
3: Yeah. They also taught me that you can only control what you can control. That's that's really it. They can you you control what you can control.
1: Doesn't get any truer than that, Marcus. Now, Marcus, will this be your first time up in Indy? Yes, sir. Okay, now, is there anything you're looking forward to doing up there while you're there? You know, obviously, you're going to be focused on training, um, doing everything to get ready for the combine. But is there anything you're looking forward to up there? Like like I told another guy, my thing I wanted to do was just go walk around Lucas Oil Stadium, um, you know, take pictures with the statues outside. That was something I really wanted to do. So is there anything you're looking forward to doing up there when you have a little bit of downtime?
3: After everything's done and I, I perform how how I, I'm supposed to perform, I, I plan on going sightseeing. Me and my mom gonna be there, my my dad, and we gonna they're they're into that type of stuff, going sightseeing, shopping, grabbing souvenirs and stuff. So that's probably the type of stuff that we'll do. We'll probably stop by the stadium, like as you said, and take pictures with the statues and and look around and just call
1: it a day. So, Marcus, let me ask you this. Do you have a um, – do you watch a whole lot of college football? Yes, sir. Okay. Who do you think should go number one in the draft this year?
3: That, that, that man from LSU. Joe Burrow. <laughs> yes, sir.
1: Joe Burrow. Okay, I'm sure that's going to be a popular answer. You're the first one I've asked that question, so I'm going to keep asking that question. But uh, we have one, one down for Joe Burrow at least for right now. Um, I saw, I think I, you know, I was on your Twitter profile I saw you, uh, retweeting some stuff about Chase Young. Chase Young's a uh, real good athlete, man. And, uh, I thought maybe he would take over the number one spot at one point, but I think Joe Burrow's got it locked up, but, uh, yeah, um, but it's but been chase awesome. Young,
3: he's going chase young. He's a, he's a, he's a athlete. He's a freaking nature as well. He's, he's a monster.
1: Oh, he's going to be an animal. He, he's probably going to be my pick for rookie, uh, defensive rookie of the year next year. But we'll see how it plays out. Uh, hey, it could be Marcus Brown, right?
3: Yes, sir. <laughs>
1: hey, man, you you uh, you getting the uh, qualifying for that, you have my vote, Marcus. But, Marcus, it's been amazing having you on, man. I appreciate you coming on the TSR Podcast. Thank you so much. Um, I know you're going to kill it up there in Indy. I can't wait to see what your numbers are. You know, Jimmy Kibble going to send me all of your numbers and everything like that when you're done. So we will see what those numbers are. I'd love to have you back on here after – the uh, combine see what you thought about it and just see what you have to say about being up there in indy and what you did during your downtime and things like that but i really appreciate you coming on guys please go give this man a follow on twitter at m underscore r underscore brown 34 and on instagram at channel underscore 34 underscore please give this guy some love Loved having him on the TSR podcast. You are definitely definitely now part of the TSR family, my man. So I appreciate you coming on, Marcus. I appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir. And we'll we'll get back with you again, all right? All right. And next up I'm here with my guy Wyatt French, an offensive lineman from North Carolina, Wesleyan College. Wyatt, how are you living today, man?
2: Hey man, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on the show, Jacob. Um it's a great opportunity and just I'm pretty excited. It's my first time actually doing like an online interview on a podcast, man.
1: Hey, man. Um, I, I appreciate you coming on here, honestly. It makes me feel good that you wanted to be on the podcast. So so the uh, pleasure is all mine, man. Now, I went through your write-up. Okay. Had an amazing write-up. It's, it's one of the most detailed write-ups I've ever seen. Now, something I want to key in on is your junior year. This is the thing that stuck out to me the most. Your junior year. You were you were had had a great season and you earned all conference honors. Okay, your senior year, and, and you know you you were expected to be the guy, one of the guys on the offensive line. Your second day of training camp, you tear your meniscus and partially tore your MCL. Am I correct with that? Yes, sir. <laughs> so I'm sure at that point you thought the season was over.
2: Oh man, when um the second happened, like I heard a pop and a twist. I started crying. I was like, oh my goodness, my season's over with. Oh, I'm, I was freaking out. I was flustered. I grabbed all my boys named Wyatt Stuck. It's pretty cool. He got the same name as me. And I told him, I said, dude, I heard a pop. And everybody heard a pop, and everybody just, the partners died after that.
1: So, so you knew what it was immediately?
2: Oh, yeah. I knew it was bad. I couldn't put no weight on anything like that. And I talked to my trainers, and my trainers, like, everybody said they heard the pop. It was just, it was bad.
1: <laughs> so, so the crazy thing about this, guys, is my man Wyatt here, he sits out a week after, you know, tearing his meniscus, partially tearing his MCL, and then came back to play for the team, and then you were rewarded with all conference honors again after playing on the knee while it was still injured. So you had nothing done to the knee. You just played through it.
2: Yeah, like, the um, doctor talked about, like, how, you know, some D1 athletes or some professional athletes get, like, shots in their knees for medication or anything like that. But he said that sometimes they have – problems with it like i had a cortisone shot like twice for the season but it helped out a little bit but not too much and i just got a big old brace the school gave me and just used that sucker and just kept doing it and thought about my team every step of the way
1: now how's the knee feeling now um i had surgery on december
2: 16th and they said it was pretty good recovery wasn't too bad they said just removed a lot of cartilage but still healthy and strong and the cool thing about it is though while i was recovering i received an offer to play in the miami all-star podium bowl which I did like two weeks after my surgery and I did pretty well. It was still sore, but now like after being off and just doing therapy with my trainers and just working out and focusing on getting strength back in my leg, I feel like I'm very well and healthy and I'm hopefully going to show out pretty well
1: at the National Scout Combine. So are you still going through the rehab process right now or is that pretty much gotten to the end of the process with that?
2: Oh, I'm basically done. It's just mostly uh, just to make sure I don't, how to say the word, uh, what is it when you favor one leg? I favor my right leg a lot. Well, yeah, so you like, don't want
1: to be favoring a certain leg and, and, and putting more yeah. weight on that leg. So, so do you think you've done a pretty good job of not favoring and you're, you're pretty getting back the strength in that that knee again?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my leg is growing in size because before I started my rehab, you could tell my left leg was so much bigger than my right leg. But now my right leg's like starting to get meaty again, starting to get stronger and more toned. And I'm starting to squat better weight because when, when I, after I tore it, I was squatting like, I squat and like, thing like, Four twenty-five, and now I'm back
1: over to almost like six hundred again. That's crazy, man. I wish I could say I could lift all that weight. <laughs> that that's impressive, man. Yeah, like you just said, you received multiple invitations to play in bowl games, and you know you accepted an offer to play in the national bowl, and you played in that bowl with the torn meniscus and the partially torn MCL, and then you played in the podium All Star Bowl after the surgery on your knee. You know, what was the difference? You know, obviously there's a difference, but, you know, how much of a difference was it when you played in the National Bowl with the injury and then playing in the podium bowl after the surgery?
2: Oh, man, the National Bowl, oh, it was tough. Like, I ain't going to lie to you, my first day I got my butt kicked. Like, I had so much pain. I didn't have my brace taped on right. And just I was so in my head that I wasn't meant to be there. And I got my butt kicked left and right. I didn't win one one one-on-one. And the second day came around, I'll talk to the coach. He stepped me to the side and says, I need you to step it up. He says, you're here for a reason. He talked to me like a man and he just pushed me. And it hurt. And it was just like uncomfortable because they said that my meniscus and my MCL was like torn between my joints and my knee. So every time I bend my knee, it just squeezed onto the joints. I mean, squeezed yeah. onto the, the meniscus and all that. And so just impeccable. And then after I had the surgery, I was running and it felt 10 times better. And when I played at the Miami all Bowl, it was just weak. But I can move faster. I was able to be more agile. I was able to be more of a leader, and I feel more confident.
1: I know a lot of guys, you know, when they have knee injuries, whether they're tearing their MCL, ACL, um, anything, or meniscus, a lot of them, even after the surgery, you know, they kind of – it takes them a little bit to to go back into the contact of it because they're, you know, maybe worried of re-injuring it again. Was that ever something that came to your mind, or were you just pretty much, you know, I'm out here on the field now, I've gotten it repaired, like, let's get it?
2: Oh, no, that's never crossed my mind. My mind is I make sure that guy doesn't get to the quarterback or the running back. I'm going to do everything I can to keep away from it. All right, that's if you think about it, it's going to happen, you know?
1: Hey, that's right, man. Don't speak it into existence. Yeah, man, a, it sounds like you're pretty much you do your job, I'll do my job. Yes, sir. Do you want to Absol- Absolutely, man. Um, and you still hold the weightlifting records at your high school. I thought I'd mention that. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, do you know exactly what the uh the records at your high school still are, what what uh weightlifting ones you hold?
2: I think, like, bench pressing, I was doing 355, and then squatting, it was, like, I think it was, like, 425, 445, and then power clean, I've always had a struggle with power clean, but it was, like, 335, and then deadlift was pretty good for me, and I was, like, 475, 485, one of those two.
1: So, what do they do? Do they, like, give you a plaque that says you hold the record, or will they contact you if someone breaks the record? How does that, how does that go? I don't know if they'll contact me, but
2: um, the cool thing about it is in the school, they have in the weightlifting room, they have your picture and what the record you have.
1: Oh, that's so, awesome. So you're famous yeah. in the uh, weight room at your high school.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, the town is very supportive of me, and, it, like, it's kind of crazy. I walk around town, and some people actually know me. I never met before, and everybody knows me for football. My coach talks highly of me still. He talks about all my achievements, like all, um, all the all-conference honors, and then playing the National Bowl. And then going to this combine, he tells all these people all these things about me. I'm like, I barely talk to the coach still because, you know, I'm so busy and also it slips my mind. But he's a great coach. His name's Coach Will Byrne and he's a great guy. He helped out with a guy named Caleb Farley, who actually plays for Virginia Tech. He's a corner. Shout out to Caleb. He's one of the best corners and a great guy. A very, like, just a great athlete.
1: So I'm going to dive into something here a little bit about a coach that you gave me a story about. But so I looked at your film. I told the last guy I was talking to about looking at their film, so I didn't come in here unprepared, Wyatt. I've gone through your film, so I'm gonna tell you a couple of things I will take away from your film. First thing I see is you play with a unique violence in your game, which is something that you know you summed up pretty well in your write up to me. You were telling me that you know you you. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say you had anger issues, but you, you (laughs) you, you, you yeah. I'm not going to do you like that. I'm going to sit here and tell you that, you you know, you said that you had some anger that football was a way to get out. Yes, sir. And that, that your mother could see it and and thought that it would be useful to get you in a sport that you could, you know, channel that anger into and and make it, make it, make you put that into talent pretty much. Yeah. It's like a
2: controlled anger. You know, you got to control it.
1: So, and you know you, that makes for a unique physicality in your game, so that comes. You, you can see that. I mean, you love driving guys into the ground. <laughs> you, you run them into the ground. That that's all over your film. You use really good leverage in blocking too, and a lot of that's helped. You know, you you, you said to me that you know you're, you're considered undersized, right? With the yeah, good I'm, thing I'm about sure. those, where, where the good thing about the undersized guys is they have great leverage, pretty much nine times out of ten you know they get they get under your pad level so so having you know being undersized is actually good because you get good leverage like i said 9 times out of 10 so that helps you with your blocking and you move well for an offensive lineman you're able to change direction well and a lot of a lot of bigger guys can't do that especially with you coming off a knee injury you know that's huge you know because because you know anyone that knows of your of your injury up there at the nsc you know any scouts or anything like that they're going to be looking to see you know how are you moving on that knee how are you changing directions and things like that and from what i can see on film you are having no issues whatsoever with any of that um now let me ask you this what made you want to attend north carolina wesleyan
2: oh man uh so when I first started, I met this coach that I honestly don't remember his name. I believe the coaches is NIU now, like a team t- t- coach, and he just talked to me, and he got me really interested because, like, not a lot of schools were looking at me because in high school, I was really small. Like, for a lineman, I was 5'8", 230, really, really small. And I went up for a visit, and I met this coach named Quindaris Spellman. <sighs> that's my man. Like, he's a real solid guy. He's honest, and he's up front, and that's one thing that spoke out to me. And he just told me right away, he says he thinks I have a great talent, but I'm about to work hard for everything I got. And I said, That's what I've been doing my whole life, man. So I'm ready to come up here and work. I visited Guilford and I visited like Avery and Maryville, all the schools in the conference, other than Guilford. And I just never really clicked with the coaching staff. And then Coach Spellman just talked to me like a man and I enjoyed it. And but there's one coach that helped me out a lot it was my junior season. His name is Matt Keith. He um he actually played for University Mount Union. And that dude, like I promise you. Is probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. Like he listens to you, and he can teach. He can. I, he's taught anybody he go from hothead me to smooth, cool, relaxed TJ. Man, my tackle. Like he can coach anybody, and he's so good at it. And he, he holds a lot of accountability. He helps me with like my mental strength, and not just physical strength either. Man, he's just a great coach. Matt Keith is the man.
1: I think it's awesome when when you can have a coach that has such an impact on your life. That, you know, like you're saying, this guy right here may be the best coach you've ever had. And, you know, it's not like he was trying to get that title when he was coaching you. But but it came off as such a good coaching experience for you that you carry it with you still. And that's something I want to talk about with a guy that you named Coach Vinny. Oh, man. And you you got real close to this guy, uh, hung out with his son a whole lot, um, stayed at his house when you were doing some drills, ate dinner over there, um, you said he was like a father to you, and then he was taken from you suddenly um, in a shooting. Yeah. Tragically.
2: Uh, yeah, I was nine, like 19 years old, and I was uh, my first season, man, I walk out in the field, going to the thing, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm, like my hand was buckle, my sore pads ain't buckled. I go out there, and we're doing like Oklahoma drills, you know, because back you know, like, in the day, that's what we did, and I got laid out. I'm talking about hit so hard, I was on the ground crying, right? And this coach, Coach Vinny, comes up, walks me, helps me up, and he says, "Hey, you all right?" I said, "Yeah." And he, he told me the quote by Vince Lombardi: "It's not where they get knocked down; it's where they get back up." And that quote stuck with me.
1: I love that quote, man. You say you have that quote tatted, don't you?
2: Yes, yeah, tattooed on my arm beside all the skulls I have, because I have skulls on my arm for each person
1: I've hurt on the field. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably gonna get a whole lot of skulls added on there, man. Well, I've yeah. had three Why? Why should you? The National Bowl. Hey, watching your tape, man. You gonna add a whole. I don't know if you got enough arm for all those goals, babe. But you might, man. You <laughs> got some big arms. You stay in the the weight room. But yeah, man. I, you know, it, it's crazy. You know, when someone's taken from you tragically, how much of an effect that can have on your life. And you know, for you to, just, you know, get up, brush yourself off, even after losing someone that you consider like a father figure to you. Um, you know, I applaud that. I think I that's amazing. That to be able to just keep moving forward, you know, see your gold, you know, the, the, the way I sit, the way you're uh, saying, I like a lot is see your goals. Don't believe in failure. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is a perfect example of that quote, you know, you, you losing someone tragically that has helped you along in the sport that you love playing. And now you, you're still, you're still moving forward. It would just with, uh, with them looking over you, so I think that's a, that's an amazing story that you have. And are you still in touch with his uh, son Nick a lot?
2: Oh, uh, me and Nick, we don't really communicate that much anymore. Ever since the incident, you know, like it's very hard for him because he was so close to his father. Like anywhere he, Nick went, and or his father went, my bad, Coach Vinny went, Nick was there by his side, and yeah. it just he took a toll on him even halfway through the season because that's when the shooting happened. Nick quit football. And he just, he just didn't want to be around nobody. I still messaged, like, we, we haven't really talked about, like, I say two or three years. But last time I messaged him, he does, like, lacrosse and everything. And he's just, he's, he's trying to do best by himself. And he's a good guy. He's going to be a great man. You know, hopefully I wish the best for luck in the future for him. And he's always been good with his mom.
1: And he just seems like he's going to be a good dude and a great man one day. That's awesome, man. Let me ask you this. What made you want to start playing football?
2: Uh, I guess, you know, like, like, just my mom thought it would be a good idea because you could hit somebody as hard as you want, hard as you can, and my dad, actually, in high school, when I, before I was born and everything, he was just a big old football star, and he, when I was little, when he would see me, he told me about all these stories and gave me his jerseys, practice jerseys, and I thought of a way to, like, participate in my father and see, like, he'd put investments time into me and just hang out with me and stuff, which, it kind of worked, but kind of didn't. Because um, I remember my first game to this day, my, my mom was there to catch my practice snaps. My dad wasn't. My dad showed up halfway through the game and got asked to leave by a cop. So, you know, it happens. But I've, after doing that and being Coach Vinny and just having fun playing the game and seeing how, like, beautiful it can really be when you hit the right play with the right team and, like, everybody got the mind of the one goal to score a touchdown and everybody does their job, it's beautiful.
1: Can you remember the moment? Was there a certain moment that you realized this was your passion? That that football was what you were meant <laughs> to do, and, and it was it was no turning back. That that was it.
2: Um, there's a one play with me and Coach Vinny. and it was, uh, basically a center pulls out, and the quarterback follows me with Nick, and I would snap the ball. I'm cutting left, and I just drill this D end. I'm like ten years old. And I just drill him. I took him straight to the ground, and Nick's running behind me. He, he like pushes my back to keep me for you know. It's for the game-winning touchdown of our uh, playoff game. And then we get to the safety, this little tiny safety. I'm this big old fat kid. I just truck him, in. The, my quarterback runs right in for a touchdown. We win the game. That's when I was like, yeah, this is my game.
1: Sounds like something you'd see in a movie, Wyatt. <laughs> I, I, could, I, I was just picturing all that in my head, just the bright lights. Sounds like something you'd see on like Friday night lights or something oh uh,
2: geez you know, well we got in finding our lights didn't
1: <laughs> hey, that's right man i love i love the mindset man you, you stay with that confidence i love it um now what type of training have you been going through you know what part of your skill set are you working on the most so uh, here i guess that's two different questions what type of training <laughs> have you been going through the most right now
2: uh so most training i'm working on is like footwork and agility and mostly speed and so i'm getting down my 40 time because like with a knee problem and everything before i ran the like, when I last time I ran a 40 with my knee problem with my knee actually being torn, I ran like a 5'4. I'm trying to get down to at least a five five two because that's actually kind of like combine testing they need for offensive alignment. That's 5'2, five, 5'3 five, for offensive tackle, but I'm too short for that. And just work out like my three cone drill, I'm trying to get down on that too in the 5'10'5. Five, five. I'm just working the best I can. And on strength, of course, I still do strength reps. Um, What I do for two, uh, bench press is I do 225 and I max out each time for three reps, for like three sets. I'm doing as many reps as I can for three sets. I okay. just get tired out. yeah.
1: So now, what part of your game do you think is going to surprise scouts the most up there in Indy?
2: Oh, my intelligence. If they could find it, it would be my intelligence and my speed because I know I have shorter arms. And I know I'm not that tall, but I can see hand placement better than i will probably say to anybody. In the I don't want to say anybody better, but there's always somebody better. That means you got to keep working harder. So I'd say, because at the National ball I've really seen it with my hand fighting and my hand placement, and then my intelligence on what the defense can do and what the offense is going to do.
1: Well, yeah, man, having a violent, you know, type of, of game comes with a lot of violent hand fighting, right? So. Yeah. So, you know, I, I could tell you that already that was going to be a, a strength that you had in your game. So, I think 100% they're going to be able to tell that in your game up there in Indy. Now, what drill do you think – Now, I want you to think about this. What drill do you think you were going to absolutely kill it in up there in Indy? Which one do you think you're going to go up there and you, you would be most confident to say, all right, I've got this one? Uh, mm, uh, well,
2: I see we're doing the Elkhorn drill the five 10, 5 I'm saying, like, that would probably be most explosive for me, because I do quick uh movements, and I'm very quick at change direction. And, like, I'm just saying, my playing foot is really quick, and I'm short, choppy steps so I don't slip. I want to, hopefully, the 40 shows out well, and stay with the bench press, because, like, the last time I maxed out with bench press, I did, I think it was, like, 39, 40 reps. <sighs> yeah, so, hopefully, that still powers on through, and I was want to show out. I actually want to break the record for 50 reps, but you know, it just depends on how I do that day, and just gotta keep pressing hard. I just want to impress somebody and just give me opportunity, because that's all I need is opportunity, and I'll show you what I got.
1: Well, so so are you saying that the, the 50 reps is the NSC record?
2: No, uh, 49 reps is actually the NFL combine record.
1: Okay, I okay. I, I thought you were, I thought you were actually talking about the NSC, and I was like, well, I didn't even know that was their record. So you you're doing more more uh, in depth studying than I am.
2: No, it's forty nine reps for NFL Combine. I looked it up. <laughs> and you're
1: saying right now, the last time you did the reps, how many? How many did you get? I think it's like forty two. Wow. I could tell you right now, if you you get anywhere between forty five and, and that fifty number, I can tell you right now, you're gonna be turning heads. And that that's not even the one you're that mo- you're the most confident in. So I would say you're pretty, you're pretty, you're set up pretty good, Wyatt, going up I there. Hope so. Oh, I, I would definitely say you are. <laughs> I, I, couldn't, I couldn't even tell you how many – I don't even know if I can get up 225 once.
2: Oh, man. It's all in your head. You just got to keep pushing, you know. You just got to get mad and just think about something. Just focus on that. Hey, you I'll, try, I'll try that so next time,
1: up. man. I'll try that next time. I'm just trying not to kill myself when I'm in the gym. <laughs> um, Now, let me ask you this. A little fun part right here. What's your favorite NFL team? <sighs>
2: We are a little bit messed up right now because we're kind of rebuilding, but New York Giants, man. I've always been a Giants fan.
1: I 100% thought all the way through that statement, you were going to say Carolina Panthers.
2: Oh, man, no. I. And what happened to Luke Keekly leaving and then Cam Newton having his problems, and I feel so bad for Christian McCaffrey. He is busting, but that old line is working hard for him, too. But Christian McCaffrey, like, I feel like he just started letting him throw
1: the ball from now on, you know? Is Christian McCaffrey the best running back in the NFL?
2: Hmm, I wouldn't say that, now. Uh it's a debate. going <laughs> Best running back. Mm. Everybody wants to say Dick Henry because he's so big, but I feel like people got to get a shot. Like Dalvin Cook, I called it from like when he got drafted that he's going to be one of the best running backs in the league, and it took him to his sophomore year to really explode, and i really really Dalvin Cook because, in my opinion, the offensive line is strong, but the reaching for outside zone is not that strong, so therefore he has to hit inside most of the time. But he has breakout speed that can just hit
1: Absolutely, man. A lot of a lot of people would like to say uh, Saquon Barkley. Saquon um, Barkley's good. At one point, people were saying Todd Gurley. Yeah, you know, so there, there's a there's a lot of options, but um, yeah, I, I don't know if Christian McCaffrey's the best. I I would probably lean toward after what he did this year with the Panthers. What, what you know, everything that he's working with or not working with. Actually, let <laughs> me say that, uh, <laughs> that. What he's able to do. I think Christian McCaffrey is a very, very impressive running back. I think he may be right now the best. But we'll see, man. Like you said, you called Dalvin Cook coming out and saying that he was going to be one of the best guys out of that draft class. I did the same thing, man. Look, hey, he, he suffered a knee injury just like you, and he came back stronger than ever. Oh, so that, put, put your mindset there, man. Uh, now, do you have a favorite player in the NFL? Or, this is where I'm going to ask it, because I've asked it this way for all the <laughs> other guys. Favorite player right now? And then favorite player all time.
2: Oh wow. Favorite player right now. I like him kinda of like model my game is two of them. is Jason Kelsey and Alex Mack for the Atlanta Falcons, Jason Kelsey for Philadelphia Eagles. I just because yeah, Jason Kelsey, like he's got that unique style. Like he's a unicorn at center. Cause that man, there's a play, I come it's on t- uh, Twitter. He's sending the block to somebody and spins off to hit a linebacker and picks up the block for the quarterback, which is crazy. Alex Mack, because he's a veteran and he's just he just dirty like he blocks he can reach he can zone block he can get low and dirty he takes on Aaron Donald by himself sometimes he loses but he gets back up and he's fighting let, and, let me ask you yeah. go ahead go ahead what I'll, I'll just say for my all the time best player my favorite player would be Lawrence Taylor I actually got to meet Lawrence Taylor because I do a uh, lineman competition if I had Wake Forest High School where I placed fifth out of 70 and he's sitting there while my friend visited me he was come with me he's standing there throwing the football with Lawrence Taylor and Lawrence, he didn't know it was Lawrence Taylor. And we had a one on one competitions. And I didn't bring a helmet. everybody else was using a helmet. So I'll go in there without a helmet when I was playing defense. And I got headbutted, right? And busted my nose. And I'm still on the line. And he comes over and says, Man, you want crazy dude. To hear Lawrence Taylor call you crazy is one of the best balloons in the world to
1: me, man. Oh my gosh, man. I, I don't even know what I would I don't know if I could <laughs> even say anything. If Lawrence Taylor came to me and was like, Hey, man, you want crazy dude. I, I don't know if I could. I don't know what I would do in that situation. Uh, <laughs> you're actually the second guy, man. A lot of y'all have the same. Uh, I had two guys tell me today that they were they wanted um, that their favorite player was Tyron Matthew, and then two. now you were the second one to tell me that your favorite all-time guy is L- uh, LT. Yeah. So LT is the gra- greatest defensive lineman probably ever, man. So He, he changed the game. He made left tackle oh. the second most paid person on the team. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, man! I can tell you do your research now. I was gonna ask you, what player do you model your game after? So, so but before I ask that, and you, know, I think you've already given me pretty much the full answer. On that. Um, what what position on the offensive line have you played? All positions, pretty much, or, or you know, what what do you want to do? You want to be a guard moving forward? Do you want to be a center? Because from your answers and who you were trying to model your game after, I got the the impression you want to do center moving forward. What, what, what's your your um preference
2: well i am down to play any position any team needs i could be the all-star practice squad player or i could play on Sundays. It's whatever you need me to do i'm gonna do it but really like my thing is because i'm shorter i say center's the best chance for me just due to the fact that like most centers are shorter in the league but i can play guard i can play the left right guard left guard i can pull i can do it all i have i have fun to tackle i'm not gonna say i'm gonna win every rep but i'm gonna have fun at it you know
1: yeah the, ta- the, the, the bad thing with tackles is you know they're expected to be you know real tall, real long arms is what like I was I, I was feeling you were probably going to lean more to a, a guard or a center. Um, now have you have you done any um, played any center in you know college or anything like that you know had experience snapping the ball? have you, have you done any of that so far?
2: Yeah, for the past three years, I've played center. I won the awards for all-conference and center. Okay, so you and were center
1: for all those. I, I was thinking you were coming off guard doing that.
2: I actually no, I played center. I played a little bit of guard, but um, we had a guy from my right named Brion Faust, which I hate that he's not doing these things with me because, like, I'm being honest with you right now. That guy is ten times better than me. If he went to the national bowl with me, he probably would have been signed that day. Like, he is a true athlete. Strong, fast, and he's big. Like he's like 6'2, 6'3, and weighs like 320. And that boy runs fast. He runs like a 5'2 40. And I'm like, why aren't you taking these opportunities, man? I can get you. I'm gonna get you. Like I had money set up for him to where he can go to these bowl games with me. And he didn't take the chance. I was like,
1: dude, you're gonna hate yourself for that because like he could win somewhere. Man, if I a guy that big, right, what did you say? A five two? Yes, sir. That is a big man moving really fast right there. Oh, he's fast, man. That that'd be that'd be pretty crazy to see. Now you're gonna yeah. when are you leaving to head up there to Indy? I'm actually leaving
2: Saturday because I'm driving up there because I saw a ticket was like five hundred, six hundred dollars for round trip, and I was like, Whew, I've been working for this money, I'm gonna try to budget a little bit.
1: Yeah, you were like, gas don't cost that much, I'll drive up there. <laughs> yes, sir. So so you're gonna head on up there. What is there anything when you get up there? You know, I was in Indy last year for the NFL Combine. What what Do you want to experience while you're up there i know most of the time you're going to be training getting ready for the combine but what is something that you would like to experience or or sightseeing what is something you'd like to go to go and see you know for me right when i got in indy i went straight to go see the uh peyton manning statues outside lucas oil because you know peyton manning was a favorite player of mine i watched him you know achieve so many great things throughout his career so i wanted to see those statues and and you know Take a picture with history, pretty much. So, what what's something that you know you you would want to do, or you know, is is it going to some awesome restaurants and getting some good food for you? What, what is something <laughs> you'd want to do? Um,
2: definitely St. Lucas Oil Stadium be one of my things, just to uh, be in that presence of like all the history that's there. With like Reggie Wayne, Peyton Manning, and then you got all this new talents coming there. Sadly, Andrew Luck left, but he's one of my favorite quarterbacks because like he's just a nice guy. Like you knock him on the ground, that's so a good hit, buddy, and give him a pat on the butt. That's just crazy. Like, you got to be a certain type of crazy to be loving getting hit, you know. And just um, – I want to do one thing while I'm up there. As, uh, it's not in Indianapolis, but it's in Indiana. But one of my coaches that I used to coach here, like, before I was playing for him, he actually thinks he coaches for Indiana Hoosers. So I want to go visit the college and see the field and everything.
1: Really? Yeah. That, that, that'd be a really cool experience, man. I really hope you get to get, get to go up there. Have you been in contact with them, or are you, you going to be able to meet up with them, or – I haven't really reached out to him. I just remember
2: that our coach Burns and our coach Frank Snyder was my head coach at the time was talking about things like, I can't remember his name to be sure, but he's the head coach and he'd always just reached out and send us videos before like we went onto the field and everything like that. It's just good luck to us. And it was just really inspiring and really cool to see somebody reach to a D1 level, especially since I'm a D3. But more than looking into it, man, D1 and D3 do the same thing. Just D1 has more publicity.
1: Of course. Yeah. It it always does. Uh, man, I, you know, if there's anything else, you have anything else you want to say, I, I'm going I'm to hop on out of here. I'm going to get your Instagram and Twitter name out there. I've already got them. You don't have to tell them to me. Get some guys to give you some love. <laughs> but um, basically, man, why I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate all the guys that have come on today. Um, I told you not to be nervous before we got going here. I told you not to be nervous. And man, you were not nervous at all. You came right out, did amazing on this podcast. And I really appreciate you, you know, uh, picking the TSR podcast to come. You know, Tell your story a little bit. I've enjoyed having you. It's an amazing story, and I hope you achieve everything that you want to achieve. Um, like I said, I've seen your film. I think you're going to kill it up there in India. I think all the guys I've spoken to today are going to kill it. So it's just been an awesome time, man. I appreciate you coming on so much. Guys, please go give this guy a follow on Twitter, at Frenchie, F-R-E-N-C-H-I-E, nine times three. That's pretty much how it's <laughs> written, at Frenchie, nine times three. Instagram is the exact same thing at Frenchie nine times three. Weird. Thank you so much, Wyatt. <laughs> well, what now is it? Is it uh? It's, I guess uh, it's, it's Frenchie ninety three, right?
2: No, it's Frenchie nine by three. It's a nickname my uh my teammates came up with. Well, look,
1: I appreciate you coming on, man. Um Any athletes looking for representation and someone that will work hard for them, please contact my man Ramiro Ferrand at Ferrand Sports. That that's at. F-E-R-R-A-N-D Sports. Please contact him. He will work just as hard for you as he does for everybody else. Follow Blitzalytics on Twitter and visit Blitzalytics.com. Go to the members page. Find Jacob Patterson. Click on it. Look at the stories I've written. Look at some of the scouting reports that I've written. And we will have some more up there this year after the combine. But I appreciate it, Wyatt. Thanks so much, man, for coming on. And I hope you've enjoyed your experience on the TSR Podcast.
2: I appreciate it, man. Y'all going,
1: man. Thank you for getting my name out there. Yes, sir, my man. Take care. All right, bye-bye.
0: You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pop where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission delivering opinions of my significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. Because scouting is the business. You're welcome because it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away. No. All that's left to say now is welcome to the show. Because you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go. with the feeling, don't stop, continue.